0: And I feel like my analogy, because I'm all about analogies, I'm like, if I can explain how I felt because I couldn't gather the words in that moment, it was more that I lived in a house with Justin for five years, and there's always been a room that is always, the door's always shut. It's locked. It's shut. I've never been in the room. And for once in our relationship, he brought me into that room. And not only did he bring me into that room, but it was like the best room of the house. That's how I
1: felt. Beautiful people, before we get into this amazing episode, I want to start with the quote of the day, which I've been keeping as a tradition now for season two. And in thinking about a quote for this episode, I I really struggled. However, I think I'm just going to go with a word of the day for this episode. And that word is surrender. Now, I am not familiar with this word surrender. I don't know how many of you can relate, but I have a very difficult time... (laughs) with doing just that. The reason why I think I have a difficult time is because in order to surrender, you have to have trust and or faith. And I've vocalized here very often on the show that I have a hard time trusting people and at times have a hard time having faith in people. So all that to be said, I have a very difficult time with the word surrender. And it's got me in trouble. It has uh, made my ego look worse than at times it probably was, so on and so forth. So I just wonder how many of you out there can relate to that word and and just having a hard time with that word and have a hard time, um, you know, surrendering to that word surrender, you know. So um, there's a moment in this episode where you're going to see I really struggled trying to find a word. And I ended up using the word release. And that was kind of not what I was talking about. What I really meant to say was surrender. Also, uh, I've always led with intention for every episode, and my intention for this uh, particular episode is going to be about really trying to make sense of my past, my present, and where I'm trying to go. And the title of this episode, as you clicked on it, is Complacency in Relationships, and my stance on complacency in relationships really stems from just me, not even so much the other other partner that I'm with. So I dive into that. Shade does a great job as always as explaining her side of complacency in relationships and uh it's a good one so sit back relax enjoy the episode thank you for all the support i greatly appreciate it thanks for rocking with me season two is rolling rolling right along here all right without further ado enjoy this episode an intro Mm -mm. still no (laughs) beautiful people welcome back to another episode of who can relate and i'm back and i'm back (laughs) with shay hey if it ain't if it ain't broke don't fix it right so three weeks in a row you're welcome Uh, again thank you for all the comments from last week they love you honey they love hearing from you you provide all the gems um, and today we're going to be talking about something that's been brought to my attention a couple times. In fact, there was a guy, I believe his name is Philip, if I'm not mistaken. I want to give a shout out to him. Complacency in relationships is on the menu for <laughs> this week. Heavy topic, pretty serious topic,
0: and very common.
1: And very common. <laughs> yes, I will do my very best to represent for the guys. Honey, you always do a great job of representing for the women. So let's get into it. Uh, First and foremost, let me read the Google definition of complacency in a relationship. Like to hear it? Here we go. (laughs) Complacency in a relationship reflects feeling so satisfied and secure that you think you do not need to try any harder. That your relationship is healthy and functioning, so it's okay to set it in cruise control complacency can also be a good indication that you feel emotionally safe with one another. So per this definition, you got some good, you got some bad. Off top, have you ever experienced any complacency in our relationship?
0: Of course. Like I said, it's common. Mm. What you got? I've experienced it with myself too. I think that it's not just for romantic partners. Yeah. You can also get in that place with whether it's yourself, your routine, um, me, it was working out. Like I became complacent with my whole like fitness journey. Yeah. Um, and that's actually a good analogy to kind of compare your relationship is, is like, you know, if you're eating healthy and you're going to the gym Mm -hmm. and then you just stop. It's like what happens when it stops and it's something that you don't really recognize on a day to day. It's like it's it's that thing that you look back on months, years later and you're like, how did I get here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and, And Exactly. Yeah. So in our relationship, have you felt complacent at times? And again, according to this definition, have you ever felt like you hit cruise control or looking back? Do you think you could say you hit cruise control?
0: I think during our wedding planning I think that kind of happened just because we were so caught up and busy with everything else going on around us, whether it was working, planning a wedding, meeting this, meeting that, moving in, like all of that thing. Like when you are so chaotic in your life, like that's when it usually could happen because you tend to put that naturally on the back burner. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's one of those things that... You could be really great. And then you kind of get so good that you kind mm-hmm. of like, all right, like this is perfect. And you yeah. back off a little bit and then slowly but surely you're back into that mode.
1: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> for me, I, I know for a fact um, I've been complacent in all of my relationships mm-hmm. <clears throat> at, at a certain point in time. Um, I have a very um, love, quickly love hard mentality um I've, I've used the analogy of like playing a game before where i'm so obsessed with the game and mm-hmm. beating the game and winning in the game that when the game's over i'm like where's the next level and if mm-hmm. there's no if the game is completely over it's like well where's the next game yeah and i realized that you can't replace people however like the video game or the board game i could just get a new one i, I can't get a new i could get a new person but it's it's not going to solve it's not going to be a solution right it's not going to solve this problem And so internalizing this issue that I had, which also stems back to childhood, as everything does, um, I had to really take a a hard look within and I had to understand that, am I complacent with my partner or am I complacent with myself because what I'm asking or looking for in a partner, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh... I have a I have a quote here. This is from Jacqueline Olds, who is an associate professor of psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School. And she says there's too much pressure on what a romantic partner should be. They should be your best friend. They should be your lover. They should be your closest relative. They should be your work partner. They should be the co-parent, your athletic partner. Of course, everybody isn't able to quite live up to it, however. And that's where I really struggled with, as we've, we've mm-hmm. talked about before, like Esther Perel also says, like, you know, everything in life that's difficult, they always say it takes a village, it takes mm-hmm. a village to raise a kid. But it also takes a village to be in a successful, healthy, long term mm-hmm. relationship. But we don't think of it like that. I am subconsciously expecting you to be all the things I just listed. Mm-hmm. And maybe you are, too, at times. And I think it's a lot of people can relate to that. So understanding that's not quite possible for people to do nor should we even have those expectations for that person or put that type mm-hmm. of pressure so in understanding all of this i realized that okay well let me control what's in my control let me figure out how if at all i'm complacent within myself first and foremost and i have a, a job and a, and a lifestyle where i don't have to try as hard i think to mm-hmm. make money Um, I'm aware of that for sure. And, and, uh, this is not to boast or brag. It just is what it is. Like if my phone doesn't ring, I don't work. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can be in the best shape of my life. My skin could be glowing, you name it. However, if a client doesn't like me for my look, I'm not going to get the job. So full circle here to bring it all back together. When it comes to feeling complacent within myself like you said I Mm -hmm. oftentimes feel that and unfortunately I make the mistake of then dragging that into my relationships. exactly so for us Mm. I have noticed that there's a lot of times where I get complacent with us and or I take you for granted to say uh well I'll just work harder I'll work longer on the podcast and you Mm -hmm. know we we just had a date night two weeks ago and it's like well that was two weeks ago you know but in my (laughs) mind it's like suffice enough um or Shay will mm-hmm. understand. You know, these are the, the thoughts in my head. So I'll just continue doing it. Which I usually do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pass that.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. With I mean you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a kind of a different level here. You know, I'm like, I'll, I'll golf another day. I've already done one. I'll, I'll do two. No big deal. Can you, know?
0: you imagine if I salsa danced as much <laughs> as you golf? <laughs> um
1: Yeah. How Would we have problems? You know what? Maybe not. And I'll tell you why. You know me. I'm, I'm like, I love being home. Yeah. And a lot of times I love being home alone. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get that luxury. You know, I'm, I'm alone in hotel rooms when I'm I've, on the road.
0: I would disagree. I feel like you're pretty like needy.
1: <laughs> I, I am. I, but I also need my space Yeah. in the house. So I, I wonder, here's the thing. I Probably, what would probably happen is the idea would be fun. And initially it would be great. And then after a while, I'd be like, all right, shit.
0: You don't prioritize me. You're always gone. You're always gone. You're always salsa yeah. dancing. What about me? <laughs>
1: you care more about salsa dancing than me. Yeah. It, it it may bleed to that. Um, quality time is my number one love language. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's important to me. So um, yeah, so again, bringing it all back, I've asked myself, am I complacent within myself? And if I am okay then does that bleed into this relationship this marriage and it does If i'm Mm -hmm. being totally honest there's been times where i have hit cruise control as it said in the definition where i used to get you flowers a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, i used to definitely plan i used to be more thoughtful and creative with spending time with you whether Mm -hmm. it's a date day a date night or whatever type of date um and i don't anymore Mm -hmm. you know just totally being honest and and it happens you know like life happens i we get busy the whole nine Mm -hmm. so yeah complacency does exist um i also realized in my past relationships too and i think early on with us the complacency would set in when again i felt like there was nothing new to discover anymore Mm -hmm. like i knew everything about you
0: but also it kicks in when you feel so safe with someone which is a good thing the other part of the definition
1: said that yeah Oh, yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so i think that that's like and it's if i go back to my analogy with the gym it's like people tend to then slack off because they're like they have the results that they want so they're like oh i don't need to work out as much or i don't need to eat as healthy and then they like day by day it gets worse and worse
1: right well that's safe thing right so it Mm -hmm. says complacency can also be a good indication that you feel emotionally safe with one another Mm -hmm. do you feel emotionally safe with me
0: yes of course
1: and i do too so that's why I think, you know, that cruise control is like we just take each other for granted. However, kudos to us for getting to this level mm-hmm. of the game. I guess. But
0: I also <laughs> as much as like I feel safe with you, I like it fuels me to do little things that make you feel special, mm-hmm. whether it's like buying you this one day, you yeah. know, I don't yeah. know where or just like planning something like yeah. a surprise My for you or your stuff. birthday. Yeah. Like so, um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and that's you know, this definition is is good, you know, because mm-hmm. I love that it highlights the good and the bad, and I think it's just a matter of finding the balance, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, and and not hitting cruise control, yeah, and also but appreciating that you know we worked really hard to get to this place of complacency in the mm-hmm. good way, whereas a lot of people maybe not be able to say that.
0: Yeah, and it's not a matter of if it's when, and right. when it happens, being able to identify it and make yeah. the adjustments to rectify it is is everything
1: 100 and being aware mm-hmm. that you need to actually you know rectify it. yeah
0: identify yeah.
1: yeah all right so more on this uh article i really related to it because it talks about um what happens with affection and love mm-hmm. and, w- and don't worry we're still gonna be talking about complacency <laughs> later but it, it all kind of coincides so uh the the article says love also turns on the neurotransmitter dopamine Mm-hmm. Which is known to stimulate the brain's pleasure centers. Mm-hmm. So you couple that with a drop in levels of serotonin, which adds a dash of obsession, and you have this crazy, pleasing, stupefied, urgent love of infatuation. That was your boy.
0: I know. I was like, <laughs> "Do you? When do you think is the moment that you actually, really, truly fell in love with me?" Because I feel like a lot of our yeah. beginning, it was that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, Okay, so let me work backwards a little bit. It definitely was very much so this this love of infatuation, mm-hmm. right? Like you ticked a the lot idea. of Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, kind of the facts though, too. You ticked a lot of boxes for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I, we've talked about that before in in some episodes, but you ticked a lot of boxes for me and I realized that that this these hits of dopamine, right, which are brain pleasures and also uh, relief mm-hmm. for me a lot of it was like yeah. relief and a lot and a lot of that was based on my past relationships but also you know uh, my life is kind of chaotic mm-hmm. so you were like stable for me mm-hmm. and in my whole life i I lacked stability from mm-hmm. childhood up until you know I met you um so couple of that with serotonin which adds that dash of, dash of obsession so like I'm getting these in doses and we were long distance mm-hmm. so it really kind of messed me up now here I am in hindsight figuring this all out. Because I would get these, but they wouldn't be often enough. Mm -hmm. They would be almost portion-sized doses. Mm -hmm. And I kept wanting another hit. I wanted another moment, another Mm -hmm. experience with that. And I remember when I moved in, I was, you know, subconsciously I'm thinking, and I I can identify it. I was like, I can't wait to get all the the Mm -hmm. hits of dopamine and serotonin. And and when I wasn't getting it, I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) Right? So um, understanding that is really important. And I think mm-hmm. um, it, it, it also makes me think about the whole grass is greener, you know, mm-hmm. thought process that people have. And I just want to say for those people who if you fall into complacency or if you fall into, you know, uh, boredom or just we need to spice mm-hmm. it up kind of thing. And if you're tempted to try with someone else because you, you, you're wanting those hits again, you're wanting that first year, as it, as it talks about, you're going to continue to take the same you into a new mm-hmm. situation. but get the same results. I'm not saying to stick with a person no matter what. I mean, obviously, you know, you should, you know, uh, go off of your own personal experience. However, when it comes to when the hit of dopamine and and serotonin aren't really there anymore, it doesn't mean that you're going to you should just run off and go get it from someone else. Mm -hmm. That's not going to solve the problem. It's just a bandaid on the effect. Um, And realizing that in times with you was really important, Mm -hmm. you know, actually sticking through the ups and the downs with you Mm -hmm. sticking through the moments of not getting dopamine or serotonin were hard for me, like really hard for me, you know, like it was used to be hard for me to do something. If I didn't think there was going to be a reward at the Mm -hmm. end, I was like, well, what's the point? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's really was me saying, what's the point of laying down stability blocks in our foundation? Yeah. What's the point of building these cornerstone pillars of our relationship? And, I didn't realize anything do of that. you
0: think that that's possibly why you wanted to move in, why you wanted to get engaged, why you wanted to get married so fast is so that way you guaranteed your reward
1: hmm. um, maybe in ways, not the only reason, but maybe in ways. I think it was also a guarantee for me that I would always have something to fight for mhm um and and I knew like. It really was the accountability. The accountability was, was another mm-hmm. key factor there. Um, holding myself accountable, holding mm-hmm. um, us accountable um, had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, but I think, you know, I'll stick with the long distance thing because for some reason that's fresher than the, the marriage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just remember like now with this, this definition was great. I just remember like really craving those moments of, of dopamine and serotonin more consistently Mm -hmm. because now we we eliminated the long distance part of it uh but you asked the other question of when did i really truly fall in love with you
0: (coughs) really quick can i just add something to that dopamine of you moving in and stuff it's kind of like when you visit a place and you're just going on vacation yeah and it's exciting because it's vacation and you know whatever Mm -hmm. and then you move there right you're like wait yeah (laughs) doesn't have that same excitement mm-hmm. and effect that it did when you were just going for a week on vacation.
1: Totally. That's New York for me.
0: <laughs> that would probably be Hawaii. No, I, f- I feel like I can never get tired of Hawaii though. <laughs> yeah.
1: You never know. But you never know. Like yeah.
0: when you, when you now have it, right. And it's a guarantee that it's yours. You can wake up every day with it there. Mm-hmm. It's like,
1: well, the Bob Marley quote that Jared was saying a lot when he came back from Turks and Caicos was um, too much of a good thing is never a good thing. Mhm. Um, I said New York because when I moved to New York, I was like, uh oh. I realized really quickly this is a great city to visit, but I could never live here. And yeah, no offense. I can never to all
0: picture n- you living in New York. Yeah,
1: no offense to all the New Yorkers. I had a great experience. I loved the city. I personally just couldn't live there. I missed my car. I miss my <laughs> space. You know what I mean? Like it was everything was small, tight, mm-hmm. subways. It was just yeah. a lot. Um fast. Yeah, Fad, you had to take your whole life with you on your backpack when you left in the morning. It was just like, just not for me, Mm -hmm. lifestyle wise. So yeah, yeah, I can never
0: picture you (laughs) living in New York. Yeah, I can never picture you even being excited about living in New York.
1: No, (laughs) I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. There's only probably a handful, not even maybe three places I'd be excited about living. But it's all another podcast. Um, So to answer, to try to answer your question, because I can't really just put my finger on or pinpoint it, I, I think I will safely say as I'm sure everyone was on like pins and needles when you asked that question, r- really <laughs> wanting to know. I think I will safely say, and this is not to sound like a Hallmark card. I fall in love with you more and more every day. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, see, again, if you're, if you're not new here, Shay laughs when she gets uncomfortable. So you can't handle that type of honesty. That was such of, a honesty, Hallmark card. That's my heart on the table right now. This is why men have a hard time being vulnerable, honey. You're weaponizing my vulnerability against me. You were
0: vulnerable all morning and I took you in open arms, but that was definitely all. But I'm serious.
1: I I really, and I actually thought about that not too long ago. Like there's times where I, when I think about you, I'm like, I, wow, I love her more today than I did back when, you know, I love her more in this moment than I, than I Mm -hmm. ever have before. So it it grows more and more each day. Mm -hmm. And I think, because of what we're building as we go Mm -hmm. i mean we are this last like two years has been i mean 45 50 years from now we're going to look back i really feel like at this time Mm -hmm. you know if our kids ever come to us and say how did you guys get to this point as as a successful relationship a a successful marriage i really feel like these two years are going to be at the forefront of that answer
0: start with once upon a COVID. yeah right (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: so, but you know, I've, I've learned so much more about you. I've, I've, I've watched you've grown. I've watched you, um, blossom. I've, I've watched you, you know, struggle, but then make it out of things and all that makes my love grow that much more for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then what you do for me is also going to make obviously my love grow for you more. Mm -hmm. So I can't put my finger on it, but I would just say it grows more and more every day, every week, every month, every year and um, every argument yeah strangely <laughs> enough strangely enough that's good that yes. is
0: growth for you can i just say that rewind to our early stages of you moving in and yeah. we would argue and your favorite sentence was i didn't sign up for this yeah. um and for me i felt like those arguments were so important it was the building blocks to who we can become through Mm. those arguments because i feel like through adversity is where you 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 come out even better as a person whether Mm. it's adversity within yourself or a relationship with somebody else yeah i think that's where the most growth happens
1: yeah but who likes to fight (laughs) you know what i mean like you do (laughs) yeah i do yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) however when you continue to fight and there's no you know result or resolution rather i'm like This sucks. But I think you you were
0: looking in the wrong place for the resolution. Exactly, You were looking in the place of of just being understood and not understanding.
1: Right, right. Yeah, being heard and not able to hear Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, before we get into some of the solutions here, in case you find yourself complacent in your relationship, I got to ask the question. At what point did you know you truly loved me? Shen. Did
0: I know, or did I start to feel myself really truly fall in love with you? both okay well i don't i I don't jump in as fast as you, in fact, like that okay. was like it's
1: a wild ride, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that was like me living completely outside of my comfort zone, but I think it it happened- uh, and it still happens like. I'm going to use your line of the Hallmark card and say, no, no, I continue. You can't do fall that. I'm in love with you yeah,
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah. more and more each day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, it honestly happens like in moments of adversity in even like <clears throat> a week ago in our therapy session where I felt like you finally let me into that room, that secret room that, you know, I've lived in this house with you for five years and I've never been in that room. And in moments like that is when it happens but I feel like I don't know. Okay, I'll stop. Again. No, 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 no. Keep going. No, because I think I was gonna repeat everything I just said. Okay. But in a different Well,
1: language. I I that's a, a very important moment that mm. I don't I don't want to brush over. Um I will volunteer my heart on this podcast episode right now. I would love for you to explain to people a little bit more about that um that room because I think a lot of women will really appreciate what you're about to say and hopefully they can relay it to the men and if if you're listening man right now like just everyone take notes
0: so a couple weeks ago as as vulnerable as my husband is he took it to a whole nother level and um it was a side of him that i think as a man is really hard to open up about and get to that level of what would you call that? Vulnerability, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And I think, so we, so it happened outside of therapy, a conversation between you and I. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it in therapy and you then added a note that you didn't want me to feel um, sorry for you. Yeah. In a sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wasn't looking <laughs> for sympathy. Yeah. Yeah. And our therapist asked like, what I did feel the moment that Justin opened up that that part of him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, I didn't feel sorry for you or sympathy. In fact, I felt empathy mm-hmm. and, and more love. And I feel like my analogy, because I'm all about analogies. I'm like, if I can explain how I felt because I couldn't gather the r- words in that moment, it was more that... I lived in a house with Justin for five years. And there's always been a room that is always... The door's always shut. It's locked. It's shut. I've never been in the room. And for once in our relationship, he brought me into that room. And not only did he bring me into that room, but it was, like, the best room of the house. Mm. That's how I felt.
1: What did that room look like? <laughs> what did it feel like?
0: Um, I feel like the room had the most love. Mm. Like I felt the most genuine raw love from you and it's what I was missing and it's what I needed in Mm. order to get to the next level in our relationship and intimately.
1: Yeah. Okay. So allow me to come in here and kind of try to explain what that room is and what it means to me. Ultimately, The best way to describe that room is simply fear. Fear. (laughs) It's I'm afraid to be completely exposed. I'm afraid to be 1 million percent vulnerable. I'm afraid to possibly be judged. I'm afraid to possibly be hurt. Again, all things fear. And so I've never been in a situation, whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship, even family, to where I've let anybody in that room. Part of this realization of never letting anybody in that room before really came recently, like I would say within the last year or so. And I've talked about it in therapy before with Shay and saying, I, I would love to let you in. I just genuinely don't know how, like I-, I-, I don't even know how to introduce you to this room, et cetera. And I was probably overthinking it, but if I could try to unpack that a little bit, I think that is a it's a reminder that I used to lead with fear. As opposed to love So all that to say That's kind of what that room looks like That's what it tastes like That's what it smells like That's what it sounds like And it's something I'm really trying to let Shay in fully With leading with love first and foremost And knowing that with, with this practice that I've had of, of letting her in this room As of lately um, As she, Shay explains it's It's definitely a sense of freedom and loving freely and living freely and it feels absolutely amazing so for whoever needed to hear that um there you go and and i hope i hope it helps somewhat all right let's get back into the episode
0: i think that room is like the most sacred part of your heart and yeah and have you ever let anybody No. what about like your mom
1: not one person has ever stepped they didn't even know that room. Well, I shouldn't say they didn't know it exists. No, short answer, no. No one's ever walked in that room. Mm-hmm. No one ever knew what floor the room was on, <laughs> <laughs> right? Let alone walked in. Um, I couldn't. That was like the only thing that I had that I was like, this is going to be just for me. No one's going to see this. Um, and and how? Like, if someone's like, how did you get to this point?
0: <sighs> or do you think that you locked that room... During the time where you felt like your mom, the person that was always there, chose someone over you. And you were like, because I remember you, when you talk about that story, you would say, never going to feel like this again. I'm never going to let someone do that to me. Do you think that that's when that room kind of became locked?
1: I think I added another lock to the <laughs> already locked door. I really do. It was always locked. Always. Um Yeah, so I probably just added another one in in that moment. And I added more in other moments of my heart, you know, being exposed and broken Mm -hmm. or disappointed. Um, But, you know, I got to that point because I I was just tired of feeling like I'm the only one that's going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's me against the world. And um, I realized that I am gonna say another hallmark card i said i don't mean for it to be this is just honestly how i feel like i'm the luckiest guy here Mm -hmm. on earth because i have you and i'm like i am not allowing superwoman to have all the tools she needs to add to her powers to to conquer like i i feel that way you know so i'm like the hell with it here's all the tools for me that i can offer you including this key to this room that no one has ever been in.
0: I think the more you get used to unlocking the door, leaving the door open, the more free within yourself you're going to feel. Because I yeah. feel as open and talkative and vulnerable as I've always known you to be from day one, there was also a part of you that I knew that was like a m- missing. And it was a major part. And I think yeah. it was like the the key or... Yeah, it was just like the missing piece to what could take us, take you as like just an individual to a whole nother level. Yeah. So I'm excited for this chapter with you.
1: Well, this chapter, honey, is going to be led, narrated, <laughs> um, turn paged, all the above by you. And, and that's what I mean by like I just was tired of feeling like I had to do this by myself and no, I couldn't trust anyone to help me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even ask mm-hmm. someone to help me with this. Um, so it will be led by you and, um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that.
0: I love being the light in your life.
1: (laughs) You are, honey. Again, I, I, we are not cheesy, like Hallmark people. We're not. It's just like, this, this is raw. This is super raw right now. This was not the plan today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I have my notes. This is not the, this was off script. Uh, So I hope it helps, you know, everyone. It it helps me. Um, And to your point of, like, the more I can open up that door for you, the more free I will feel. And that is 100% been the case since Mm a couple weeks ago, since the door was first opened. I
0: I also thought that it was very brave of you because I know that that's, like, even without having a room that you keep all of that in, I think just for the average person, I think that 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 took a lot, like, yeah. For you to
1: Well it, it took get
0: there, say the things that you did, mm-hmm. admit it, and yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess it kinda took like rock bottom. You know, I, I and it's weird, like this rock bottom wasn't something that like my life was falling apart or I was like dead broke or mm-hmm. homeless. Like it's not it wasn't even that rock bottom. Um you know, I've I've often said, you know, trauma doesn't have to begin with a capital T, it could be a lowercase T. Mm-hmm. So maybe rock bottom, we'll call it R B maybe it doesn't need to be capitalized. And maybe it's a lowercase r and a lowercase b because I, I felt like if not now, when I like, I can't do this anymore. I don't mm-hmm. even have an idea of how to go through this anymore. And then I was like, oh, well, I have the Portuguese lover on, <laughs> on call, <laughs> on standby. She said it, she was here for me. She, if I ever needed her, well shit, <laughs> hit that button. So um, hopefully there's a lot of guys out there who um, if you needed to hear this, just know if you have a partner, like, my amazing wife, take advantage, and don't take it for granted. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, back to complacency in relationships, which is why everyone clicked on this title <laughs> for this episode.
0: Yeah, I think that it's to summarize it. It's it's easy. It's very common. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's ways out of it.
1: Yeah. So let's go over some of those ways, honey. Uh, we an article. Um, this is by Reese Stockinson and Jody Milton. I will put the uh, link to this article in the show notes below so you can check it out at your own time. But this really stood out to us. Uh, it's entitled The Five Effective Ways to Avoid Complacency in a Relationship. What you got, love?
0: They say getting complacent in a relationship is easy to do because essentially it's about doing nothing. Yeah, It reflects feeling so satisfied and secure that you think you don't need to try any harder, that your relationship is healthy and functioning, so it's okay to set it in cruise control.
1: Mm -hmm. But the unfortunate reality is that complacency in a relationship is a long, slow waltz into...
0: Toxic resentment.
1: (laughs) We can relate to that.
0: (laughs) Yes. And the thing about resentment is it doesn't happen right away. Oh, no, yeah. I think I was actually having this conversation with one of my friends who's going through some stuff, and my advice to her is like, whatever you are feeling right now, live in that truth. Speak that truth, because if you hold it in, it might not affect you today, but in a year from now, yeah, you'll feel that resentment.
1: Yeah. So what are some of the five effective ways to avoid complacency in a relationship?
0: Kick your own ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is funny. Um, Kick your own ass says that there's a time for kicking back and sipping cocktails, and then there's a time for kicking your own ass. If you suspect that complacency has crept into your relationship, guess what? It's time for a ass kicking. So this means asking some tough questions and getting real with yourself. Key word there for me is yourself. Again, not blaming you which what I used to do, uh, but actually checking in with myself, controlling it to my control, and asking, am I being lazy? How would I feel about dating me? Hard question, boy. <laughs> that is a you hard question. You
0: definitely got to answer. Your, ask yourself that question. question.
1: How would I feel about dating me?
0: How much do you think would have changed in our relationship if you would have asked yourself that question? Like...
1: It's tough to say because back then were I so aware. I wasn't that aware, and I I definitely didn't care to do the work. Mm-hmm. That's what I really was thinking.
0: But I feel like ever since I've known you, you've been wanting to do the work. I just think the awareness part was.
1: Yeah, I I had speed, no direction. Yeah. Now I got both. Um, and then the other question is: Are you showing up? Are you, sorry? Are you showing your partner how much they mean to you with? both words and actions mm-hmm. these are hard questions and, and i hope everyone like homework assignment for everyone listening or watching right now ask yourself these three questions again are you being lazy how would you feel about dating you and are you showing your partner how much they mean to you with both words and actions
0: mm-hmm. it's funny because with us you're more words and i feel like i'm more action mm-hmm. yeah but it is important to do
1: both it is for sure and and in fact uh, a lot of times, your actions, like love languages, may not have been received the way you intended them to, mm-hmm. right? Because it wasn't maybe what I was looking for, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. There's times I've shown up with some action, maybe gifts, and you're like, "Cool, but <laughs> can we just lay down and watch TV together?" And can yeah. you hold me? I'm like, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. free. Can save that money." So, um,
0: so the next one is update your love map.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this, because I actually saw this in another study. I'll pull up a little bit later, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, go ahead, Love Love Maps.
0: So Love Maps is, they kind of reference it as a part of your brain that keeps track of your partner,
1: mm-hmm. not
0: in a creepy stalker kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> Rather like their favorite foods. Um your dreams and aspirations
1: yeah you can check in with your their personal goals maybe what they're struggling with right now like we had that Mm check-in you know for me with with letting you in the room um and then little things like do you still like uh you know going to the beach and having a picnic like maybe Mm -hmm. we should switch it up like you know what i mean i think it's really you can't
0: assume that someone's love maps are are what they were a year ago is what they are today.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. I think it's important that we allow space for people to, you know, update their love maps mm-hmm. every now and then. It's okay to do that, but obviously inform your partner when that happens yeah. instead of being like, you haven't done what I really want. And it's like, yeah. well, I didn't even know well, you know what you wanted. So, yeah. yeah,
0: it's basically everything that makes up your personal world.
1: Um, also on this on this article is don't assume you know your partner. This is where I really struggled. Again, mm-hmm. the complacency thing for me was I assumed I knew you, I knew what you wanted, what you didn't want, et cetera. And for the most part, I'm sure that was true. However, I didn't allow any type of space for that to be mm-hmm. changed yeah. or updated, rather. Uh, so don't assume. And you know what's funny though? I think it, I'm so predictable. I think you could, safe to say, you could assume a lot with me. <laughs> am, yeah. I, am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just thinking out loud like But I
0: do I do feel like that is an interesting point of creating space for for your partner to um what did you say you said create space
1: to allow like um updates or changes Yeah, which yeah. is
0: because I do feel like in the past um I haven't come across this recently but there has been times in the past where you've gotten me something and I'm like, "Oh, but I I like it with this." And you're like oh, and you get frustrated yeah. that I am that I like it a certain way. Right. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, that's we can't talk about that. That wound <laughs> is still open. The The food wound for me <laughs> and you is too, still fresh. But,
0: but that article <laughs> points on how detailed you have to be and you have right. to give space for that. Because like for me, I want your food to be perfect or I want whatever I'm getting you to be exactly how you like it.
1: Yeah. I just also know it's not going to be my last supper. So the meals will go on. But, of course, Detail Vital, pay attention to the detail portion of this article. Because I
0: care about you.
1: And you care about the details. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Here's both. Um, okay, so this one is really good that uh, took me a little while to kind of understand. It says a negative visualization. I'm a very positive person, at least I try to be. So anything negative I try to stay clear of. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to visualizing, which I'm such a visual learner. So negative visualization, however, could go pretty dark and pretty deep. As it says here, you want to sometimes think about if that person were to die. What would you be sitting there saying? I could have, I would have, I should have. And it's as hard as it is to even think about your partner passing away. If you are really complacent in your relationship, Mm -hmm. maybe don't go as far as death but go as far as that person waking up one day and be like you know what i'm out Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then you're sat there with the same kind of you know because they're gone whether they passed away or they walked away (laughs) they're gone Mm -hmm. so just spend some time with that and and reflect on how your life would be without your partner in it i can't imagine my life without you honey that was a hallmark card. (laughs) See the difference? (laughs) Uh, how do you feel about the negative visualization?
0: I mean, I, I agree. I think it's important. I think to just even just pay attention to more the gratitude side of like highlight the good things, not the bad.
1: Yeah. There, it says here, contemplate on how much more challenging uh, your life would be without the person by your side that is something I can really relate to. Mm-hmm. Like, There's a lot of things, especially in the vulnerability department, uh, and even just, just communication language that I know for a fact I wouldn't be able to do without you. Mm-hmm. So that is, that is something that I, I don't even want to know um, how to tackle without you. Um, and it says it helps you put things in perspective and see each other clearly and focus on what really matters. And mm-hmm. that's something that I know we all can relate to during the pandemic if you lived with your partner just nitpicking about the dumbest things which we did so earlier in this uh article it says it's where you start to bicker about the stupid stuff and um when you when you have this negative visualization you start to realize like what's really important in Mm -hmm. fact there was a time where you and i were not good and you left the house not yourself and you were driving and you drove through a red light mm-hmm. at a major intersection. And thank God no one hit you. And you pulled over hysterically crying. Mm-hmm. You called. I went to go get you to make sure everything was And I was like, what is going on? And <laughs> and, and I was like, we, you know, we both realize how much this is affecting us yeah. to where you're, you're like zoned out, mm-hmm. blowing red lights, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, we can laugh I now. I
0: still do not know how I
1: didn't get hit. Yeah,
0: that's like the most busiest intersection. Yeah.
1: So thank God, but you know it's it's a moment like that where like I remember driving home thinking, what are we even arguing about? Mm-hmm. Like you literally almost got killed. What mm-hmm. is important here? You yeah. know. So um, sometimes we we need those really hard mm-hmm. visualizations. You know. Yeah. So um, what else on here? It just helps you
0: not take life or someone for granted.
1: Yeah. And lastly, on this article, it talks about appreciation. Appreciation, aka gratitude is something that I'm always preaching on this show. Gratitude for the win. The merch is coming soon, by the way. We'll have some stuff on there. Um, you know, and, and that's something that we got from the Magic, mm-hmm. where um, you know, every morning when I wake up, I have a gratitude moment of reflection, Mm -hmm. you know, it starts with, thank you for the gift of health for keeping me alive. Cause without health, nothing else Mm -hmm. matters. Uh, And then I go on and on into my gratitude. And then at the end of the night, I pull one thing from the day that I really want to express gratitude for. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that exercise is you're gonna end up going through a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, more things throughout that day, but you're gonna pick one. But even by you thinking about those other things with the intention of gratitude still expresses gratitude Mm -hmm. for them. and, yeah, so, you know, appreciating your partner, being grateful for your partner. I mean, I, I joke around, you know, sometimes in earlier of the show uh, episode where it's like, you know, the one who saved me from the streets. Mm-hmm. I really mean that shit. <laughs> like, I, it's hard out there. I've, I've heard horror stories. I've heard, like, I'll be single for life kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a rough single dating world out there <laughs> that I want no part of. And so I appreciate and I'm so grateful for you, for what mm-hmm. we have, what we built, and what we're building that it's it's always at the forefront for yeah. me. Um, I think this is really good for us to talk about, too. Um, you know, a lot of people in the comments uh, give us our flowers, sing our praises, which which we really appreciate. Um, I, however, I always have a hard time receiving that mm-hmm. well and easy because I know what it took to get here. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it it wasn't some yellow brick road type shit. Mm-hmm. And um, there's something in this article that says, you know, it's it's the simple everyday things that make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. And that all starts with a choice. And complacency in a relationship is an attitude. Um, you get to choose wonder, mm-hmm. love, and excitement. And that is something I'm really proud of us for. Mm-hmm. We are choosing to want to be better for ourselves individually and yeah. then us as a collective. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm really in love with about us i use that is our ability to grow together mm-hmm. something i was always looking for in relationship was knowing that i had a lot of room to grow and i and I was like i hope i can find someone to, to you know also kind of want to grow together as well and um and i really feel like we have that although mm-hmm. i have had a lot more growing to do than you uh you know we're we're still there and another reason why i say about the common stuff is um Deeply connected relationships take conscious care and effort, but that doesn't mean it has to be hard work. I think for us, a lot of stuff has been hard work for Mm -hmm. sure for me. (laughs) Um, you know, banged my head against the wall a lot in, in the hard work department and not really just giving myself grace, Mm -hmm. uh, patience, empathy, you know, understanding that this, this healing thing never really ends. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm coming to find out, um, so yeah, so it, it takes a certain amount of work, but it doesn't have to be things you don't want to work on.
0: Mm-hmm. I think once once someone reaches the, like, once someone fully heals, they then start to f- evolve. Yeah. And, and to, to truly live, you're constantly evolving.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great.
0: There was something else in this article that stood out to me that I wanted to read from that section. It says gratitude is like a magical cure all for all the low vibe feels from jealousy and pettiness to entitlement and yep, you guessed it, complacency in a relationship. It's simple enough to do, but if you focus your attention on what you appreciate about your partner and your relationship, you do it enough to where it becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. The more you focus on what you appreciate, the more love and gratitude you cultivate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm again, gratitude for the win. It, it it goes so far in so many different ways, you know, and 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 it really kind of, for me at least, it recenters me mm-hmm. a lot of times in a lot of different departments in my life. When I start complaining about work, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> it could be a hell of a lot worse, or I could not be making this this kind of money doing this kind of work. Yeah. So, and even with it, with our relationship, you know, in in moments where I'm complaining in my head, it's like <sighs> it ain't. That bad? I remember what what it was.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And whether you complain about that out loud to someone or within yourself, I feel like those types of thoughts create that heavy energy that is just not the most pleasant to be around. Right. Rather than having the thoughts of love and gratitude creates a lighter energy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think to conclude this kind of all over the place episode... (laughs) I really hope I, I, it's not as bad as I think it is when I go to edit. But yeah. um, one more one more line from this article says, your relationship has the potential to be one of the most fulfilling things you've ever created in your life, but not if you're complacent. Mm-hmm. So hope that uh, provides some tools for you guys um, in the complacency department. Uh, there's another article I'll lead will leave uh, below. That's the 20 unexpected activities that help couples from being complacent in their relationship. Some of this stuff is really cool um, that I never even thought of. So I'll leave that below as well. More homework for you guys. Ah. <laughs> some of these episodes turn out to be like a therapy session for me, which I am all about. I'm, I'm super happy. Um, and I'm, I feel lighter. You know, I've Got some stuff going on right now in my life where uh, trying to figure it out and this made me feel better mm-hmm. so if it didn't help anyone it definitely helped me <laughs> so selfishly I'm, I'm i'm thankful um and uh, as always honey again thankful and grateful spe- speaking of gratitude uh for you taking the time for being on i know it's not easy with your work schedule and also i know it's not easy for um you just personally mm-hmm. lights camera action is Not your favorite sentence. (laughs) So um, I just there appreciate you coming on. I know everyone else does as well.
0: Thank you. Genuinely, thank you, though.
1: I say all that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. See? Uh, Okay. Until next week, Shay will not be on next week, sadly. Uh, I know everyone wants you back, but we'll we'll get you back soon. Um, Yeah, I hope this helps everyone out. Definitely. Helped us. help me. <laughs> All right. Any send-offs, love? Still nothing. <laughs> keep trying. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.